You're listening to Steel City Music. Hey folks, thanks for tuning in to Steel City Music. I'm your host, Jamie Gunner-Smith, and on the phone with me right now is uh, Matthew Holtby. Uh, he's held up in a very small town somewhere, refuses to jump on Zoom, has to do everything by phone. I'm thinking some way that he might be related to Cassie Noble, who I thought was a secret agent for Canada, but maybe she isn't. This guy is being even more elusive. He's in Warkington, Ontario. I have no idea. Did I say that right? Where are you? Because we're doing this by phone. <laughs> I don't even know what you just said. I'm in Warkworth. Warkworth? Is that what it is? Yeah, Warkworth. Where is Warkworth, Ontario? We are just east of Peterborough. Okay. Um, in the Trent Hills, so it's I'm overlooking five beautiful acres of greenery right now, and I don't hear any cars. And you might hear my chickens later. So. Dude, you just you just described everyone's dream right there. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great here. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so uh, I was going through some of your music. I was going through uh, Spotify, and uh, and I was like, I'm, I'm clicking on all the different songs. And uh, I get these uh, general vibes of um, everything from Delamitri from the early 90s mm. to little bits and tinges of uh, Matthew Sweet kind of Ooh, thing. I like that. Yeah. So you go through this like uh, songwriter of, of heartache and writing from those artists. And then I was listening to your stuff and I'm going, oh, yeah, I'm seeing similarities there. Uh, but how does it all start for you? How far are we going back? We're going back 20 years uh, of music for you. And how does it start? Yeah, you know, I think I would say 20 years. I started so late. I'm so, how do I say, I, I guess I was playing catch up after I got to uh, college because I spent my teenage years, obviously, just trying to fit in. And then mm -hmm. after finding out that I could rent a four track from local library at Fanshawe College in London when I first went to school and my roommate and I always loved listening to you know I hate the term lo-fi but bands like Guided by Voices and sure. Elliot Smith and things of that you know uh, that nature and love you know just love the DIY aspect of recording and then actually kind of got chops as writing songs when I got into my early 20s and then I guess literally 20 years later i had been in maybe three or four bands and this is you know the past two years has been the very first time that i've officially released anything under my you know given birth name and it's also coincidentally been the most i you know hesitate to say successful but i think certainly the most fruitful uh in terms of my writing and recognition and just you know feeling like things are finally on the right track so long answer to a short question it's been about 20 years so it's it's been about 20 years uh, going into music but now you're feeling more comfortable of, of this is this is who you are in regards to your writing and sound absolutely yeah and i think you know your references were kind of bang on too i i was in high school listening to you know not only 100 percent fun but blue sky on mars was another big one from sure. Matthew sweet for me that i loved and as i'm sure if you were to do a little more digging i mean i was literally on the radio as a radio dj for you know the the important years <laughs> so uh, which you know not only helped to shape the landscape of the things that i was forced to listen to but right yeah i think uh yeah i think the, the stuff that i'm doing now is probably a better representation than it's ever been um, but, but it all starts somewhere, as you just said, in high school, you're listening to, to those artists and, uh, you, you get a, like a little, like, uh, there's a similarity, there's something that you like and it influences, influence you as you write, but you were in other acts before that, like it has to start. I mean, you, you could never just get to this part of your life, like right away, which would be great for all of us. If, if we could just be, okay, this is who I am. This is what I can do. This is what I feel confident in. Uh, but, but, but when you start back in high school, there are other different styles of music and what you get into. So, um, I, uh, I did some rooting around on the internet and, uh, I found a, a couple things. I just want to ask you, and it, it, none of this is embarrassing. Well, to me anyway, maybe to you, but you put it out there. Um, <laughs> but it, there's different styles. And I just want to ask you this because when I'm listening to this stuff, I'm like going, wow, this is like, this is great. And then when I go back to the earlier stuff, what you've been a part of, I'm like, okay, I get it now because you have to start uh, performing. You have to sing a different style. And uh, 
like way back in the beginning, there's a, an act called the secret stash. Are you a part of the secret stash? Like, what is that? So the secret stash is actually a television show that a friend of mine and I, um, the idea was basically to highlight other artists and friends that we knew that were, you know, at the time, like killing it as far as independent music goes from in and around the Durham and uh, Durham region and the GTA. And so it was, it was actually a YouTube series that we had started before, you know, the YouTube thing, absolutely <laughs> because it's everything now. Um, but yeah, I got picked up by Rogers television way back in the day. So the secret stash is basically a friend of mine and I co-hosting an interview show. And then we would have artists perform out of my basement. Not unlike the basement I'm sitting in right now. So a little home studio set up and uh, just another way to try to help to pick up our friends and put them in the spotlight. It is, is that how you use to transition to get into radio? Um, I was actually already on the radio at the time. Oh, okay. I had, yeah, I had kind of already backpacked and did the whole like, hey, I'm going out west for a year, which was only four months. <laughs> and then came back because I was broke and figured I should probably go back to school because I didn't want to sit at a computer for my whole, you know, career. And I figured I love music. I love to talk. Let's see if I can get into broadcasting. And I got to fast track through a program at Humber College. And uh, eight months later, I was working on the air in my hometown of Oshawa, Ontario, which a lot of people, you know, laugh or scoff at the schwa. But I, I love it there. I love the people there. I lived in a beautiful part of town. And I was really honored to have a, a job in my hometown where I got to, you know, talk to people on the air. That, uh, you know, uh, it's funny. We, I have a friend from uh, Oshawa. His name's Lou Molinaro. And... Uh, I I was working with a band called the Killjoys, and we recently did a show at the in Oshawa. And uh, when I came back, everyone was uh, going, "Oh, you played the Schwaid? Uh, how was it?" And I said, "It's it's it's slightly glamier than Hamilton, because I'm from Hamilton. <laughs> and 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 if you've been to Hamilton, and then you go to Oshawa, you go, oh yeah, I get it. It's uh, see, this is why I don't make jokes about the Schwa. It's just like I'm from Hamilton. I know what this is all about." Yeah, you know, and, yeah, and but you know what? I think that there's parallels there too. I mean, I, I hear the same thing. And then the last time I was in Hamilton, I had an, an amazing time. I've seen wonderful shows at the St. Hollywood, and right, and yeah. I'm from, I'm from Oshawa. I, you know, I just opened up for David Wilcox in March in front of 600 people in the in the beautiful same venue that the Killjoys played at. You know, I mean, there, I mean, there's great parts and awful parts of every city in this country. Sure. So I, you know, and I'm proud to say I'm from Oshawa. I'm proud to say I'm from Hamilton until, you know, until I'm standing in front of people from Hamilton go, okay, I saw you the other day. I'm like, okay, I won't say that. <laughs> hey, if you're just tuning in right now, you're listening to Steel City Music. I'm your host, Jamie Gunner-Smith, and I'm on the line with you right now is Matthew Holtby. He has a, some music out on Spotify. You can uh, punch that in as well. Um, and we're just having a chat about uh, his background and, and the current music that he's putting out, and which leads us up to um, uh, the track Everly which I was listening to um, of this song. And I was like, well, there's, I mean, and you just mentioned there's some, um, some uh, little bit of uh, Matthew sweet going on in that track. Uh, I found out you put that out in 2021. Now, was that the first track you put out or was it lonely town? No, that was the very first, you know, attempt at putting something out under my name, which was this, I think it's what two and a half it might be three minutes long i don't even think so but just strumming my acoustic thinking you know instead of trying to write some super deep heartfelt you know ballad that thing just kind of fell out had a quirky little chord in it and if i'm honest everly is a fictional person after flipping through my record collection i needed a name that had you know those syllables in it and uh, i had an everly brothers record in front of me so I thought, well, that's a cool name. Right. And now, of course, everywhere I go, I have people introducing me to their daughter, who, whose name is Everly. So, <laughs> yeah, that was that was my first attempt at, you know, throwing something out there into the ether and just saying, yeah, this is kind of where I'm at right now. I just wanted to have fun and, you know, let's rock. Always a loser claiming it was never a race. Telling lies with a smile. Six-sided dying hand 
That, uh, that early track, uh, I really enjoyed it. But now, th- that was the first song that you put out. Um, but also, falling in under 2021, there's uh, two other tracks. I, uh, no, actually, one other track, Language of Love. So that was the second one you put out. Um, why these songs? Did you have other songs that you'd already recorded? Or were these just two of the ones that you felt, okay, this is what I want to share? Yeah, I, you know, it's funny, a lot of the time, and I'm sure this is going to sound silly, but it's so true, is that I'll wake up with a melody in my head. They kind of come to me in my dreams sometimes. And Language of Love was one of those songs where literally my wife was like, what are you doing? And I was in bed with my guitar, like next to her, because I just wanted to throw those chords down. Just the, the, the melody in my head, as far as the actual lyric line goes, they were just kind of waiting for me when I got up, so... That was, I don't know chronologically if it was the, the second song that I, I necessarily knew I was going to release, but I felt it was maybe a progression as far as what I wanted to put out there into the world. And um, I think that that's kind of become one of the crowd favorites as well. A lot of people love to sing along to that song too. And I think it's got a good hook and a nice little chorus. And I felt like Maybe this is, you know, I want to keep things upbeat before the next one that I put out, which is, uh, you know, the devastating COVID song. I awoke all alone on a Sunday playing games with the names in my head. It's a shame I can change. Maybe one day you come crawling back to me instead. We keep spinning in this game. No one's winning if we just take a little more time. It's real. 
<laughs> that's so funny that you say that because you know where I'm going with this. You, yep. <laughs> yeah, you could tell. You could you could tell. There's like you know. There's but uh, we're talking 2022 now, so it takes a it's a year of putting out uh, the next material. And I mean, I ask this of everyone in a chat with that, uh, that that puts music out. Sometimes some people just go, okay, I have all of this music. I'll go into a studio. We'll record it, and then you know the old style has always been put out an LP and then then it's just EP and then now we're down to singles. Uh, did you have all this material? Because I only ask this because uh, you brought up the COVID thing. That gives you a lot of time to write. You're working from home sort of thing and you're trying to balance everything. But did you have a ton of material uh, that you could put out an EP or LP or was it always in mind, let's just put out singles for now? Yeah, I think the way the world now is the singles thing. And I'm trying to remain, you know, somewhat relevant on any, you know, a listener's radar or even myself in terms of what I'm putting out. And if I'm frank, I mean, <laughs> I can't necessarily afford to go in and bang out a full record at this point in my life. Sure. So, um, yeah, I think just with, you know, this, and I don't want to say it's a sad state, but it's just the reality as far as numbers go, with Spotify and releases and stuff. So, I mean, in in my my catalog, there's, I mean, there's 22 songs that are Matthew Holpe songs right now, and I've only released six of them. So there's a, a bit of a game plan. The Fall will see um, an EP that'll be, you know, a three or four song sure. EP. But, um, you know, for the time being, I'm on, I mean, when we talk about, you know, that being a year or whatever, I mean, Everly was out in October of 21, then Language of Love in December, and then all of a sudden, then you're into another year. And maybe I was a little precious about, you know, the timeline of releasing singles just because I wanted to remain, you know, somewhat, <laughs> I wanted to continue to try to be interesting as far as releasing things and keeping things kind of like um, relevant, I guess. But now... I'm hungrier than ever because I've been playing so much. And I, now I just want to release everything. So I've got some people that I've been, you know, chatting with that are kind of giving me a little bit of advice and the way to do this thing because I'm an old man. So I'm trying just to, uh, you know, <laughs> trying to, to play the game, as they say, Jamie, you know? <laughs> I'm an old man. So, and then that was when you released in 2022, Lonely Town. Yeah, that was kind of, I mean, I, I don't even like to talk about COVID if I'm honest. I, you know, I, I'm just, I'm, I don't want to say I'm over it, but I, it didn't, it didn't affect me and my family the same way it did everyone else because yeah. of where, you know, I am maybe just geographically and my kids are homeschooled and, right. you know, so, um, you know, I don't want to go there, but at the same time, it was tough because I did have to leave, you know, a, a city behind after all that happened. And I did have friends that lost businesses and yeah, the great divide of politics and uh, how everyone is gobbling up, you know, their news and information and that kind of, yeah. I mean, I just know so many people that had such a, a tougher time than I did personally through COVID. So I thought we should probably, you know, capture that in the song. And I think even in the last two days, I've had a couple people reach out, you know, that wanted to know a little bit more about that song. And I think it's, uh, I think it's kind of connected with people. So yeah, the first two were 
happy poppy rockers and then uh, that one was <laughs> the devastating blow <laughs> i thought mama had promised me a mockingbird and each note that she sings kind of reminds me of her a brand new bottle tucked away behind my seat and if i get pulled over I'll pretend it's not for me There's a problem here But it's not yours, it's his And every day he'll wake up Longing for your kiss There's gotta be more to live for In a lonely town like this Doors are closing and friends have lost their shirt. Although I know it's fucked up here, it probably could be worse. I count my blessings, I guess I'm lucky I've got the work. And it seems like we're happy, at least I know we were. There's so many things to be angry about And my phone won't ring unless I call you out But the kids seem good and that'll do for now There's gotta be more in store for this lonely town Set my hands down on the table and just breathe No one's forcing me to stay, but I can't leave I keep doing what I can to find relief Just stay with me Steel City Music. I'm your host, Jamie Gunner-Smith. If you're just tuning in right now, I'm having a chat with Matthew Holtby uh, about his music and uh, everything that's going that, that he's been putting into it and is going on with what's going on at home and his life, that sort of vibe, and about creating music. And we're moving into 2023, and you released two singles. But oddly, it's, uh, you released the full song in 2022 of This Old Heart, but you also added an acoustic as well why did you in 2023 why did you add the acoustic was that just something that you said to yourself i really need to put this out or were you encouraged by others to put out the acoustic version of this old heart yep just my wife <laughs> my wife i did it for my wife <laughs> yeah 100 percent. she uh she was there with me as i was writing the song and then she heard the full-blown production version and she loves the acoustic kind of thing she's She's the folk troubadour in the house without having a lick of musical talent that, herself, really. But. That happens with everybody more than you, more than you. Uh, it's, it's not just you when people hear uh, someone's music because they, 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 as you know, in your background, people have an affliction or a connection to a song and they hold on to it and they'll not hear a different version of it. Like that's their thing. Um, recently, uh, I'm sending out, you know, 
interview requests. For, there's a guy in Jersey named Joey P. He put out a song that I, I think is just amazing. And then he put out a different version of it. And online, everyone's like going, this is terrible. Why are you doing this? And I'm thinking to myself, why, why, are you, why are you crapping on this guy? Like, he's just, he, like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, he just made this. Here it is. You really like it. That's great. But here's another version of it that other people would like. So now you're like, what happened to like, I really like your music to all of a sudden switch and go, oh, no, we can't have that. <laughs> I, I just think content is king. So the fact that she can have a, a digital version of that that she can put on any time. Yeah, selfishly, I, I guess I just wanted to be in her good books. So. But have you not but, but, but have you not in the past experienced that with uh, you know, uh, with, with others who listen to your music? Because I, I, I chat with people all the time uh, that create music, and I always throw that one in. Like it's, it's, it's like a legit question. It's just like you have those people around you, whether they're uh, your, your parents or your, your family, friends or contemporaries, where you will play something to them and go, is this, is this me? Does this sound right? Like, do you go through that process or is it to yourself? Just go, okay, no, this is, this is what I like. And I don't want to hear anyone else tell me anything different. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny that you, you know, you bring up my parents because my father's my piano player. So I'm at the point now in my life where I try to kind of keep everything within the family. You know, I love the fact that my kids are always at shows dancing. My wife's there, you know, sure. my, uh, my father and my stepmother are kind of, you know, part of the crew and the team. But, uh, you know, we do have those, those things all the time that happen in, in the rehearsal room where, you know, it's funny because I have to say to my dad, like, no, don't play that. <laughs> you know, like just stick, stick to the basics here. Let's keep it nice and simple. And, uh, there's kind of this dance that we do that's like, you know, he had however many years of telling me <laughs> how, how I should be running my life. And now it's like, okay, this is the tiny little bit of my world that I that I do have uh, a vision and a little bit of control. So I think that, you know, when I, I'm writing music, I kind of have the final version in my head anyway. So when I get to translate them, you know, in the studio and try to get to the point where I'm about to release them to the world, then I believe I, I do have final say in that kind of thing. And it's proven to, to turn out all right, you know? So I'm, I'm lucky in that regard. Up with the dawn, I look out to a brand new horizon Where the colors all blend like a friendly hello from beyond and the constant relief that the very things I believe in They're all here when I wake and they wait for me when I am gone I'm on my way back to you Just like you wanted me to I stayed away long enough to get some help time I need to say just what I should have said that day but this old heart of mine kind of broke itself Heart of mine Kind of broke itself 
frame Telling me that I'm to blame How I wish things had stayed the same with you The time is slowly moving on Some have stayed and some have gone Like you wanted me to I stayed away long enough to get some help I'm taking the time I need to say Just what I should have said that day But this old heart of mine kind of broke itself Yeah, this old heart of It is a it is a strange feeling to be the person, like you know, the son or daughter to turn to your parents if they are working with you. Go, okay, this is how we're going to have to do this. I know when I was eleven, I screwed up on that other thing, and it cost us a lot of money (laughs) as a kid. But uh, you know, I'm in my forties, Dad. I really need you to play it like this because that's how I hear it in my head. Exactly. Exactly. Which is a strange strange way you have to talk to like whomever you're working with, but. Are you doing all your recording out of your house or do you go into a separate studio? A really good friend of mine moved uh, to Peterborough from Toronto, who I've known for well over 20 years, who has, his name is Mike Phillips. You got to give Mike love. Um, He has worked with the likes of really, really great bands um, in LA and Toronto and worked under Sylvia Massey and some other great producers in the states and stuff working with the likes of built to spill and some other just awesome bands so he has a home studio in peterborough the drums and rhythm stuff was tracked here in my lovely big unfinished basement in warkworth and then we took those beds and we basically layer everything up in his home studio in peterborough and it's just been the recipe that's worked that way for the past couple years so i'm i'm sticking with him i love him he gets me, he lets me basically do whatever I want and always gets really great vocal takes out of me because he pushes me like the coach on Rocky. Oh um, my God. <laughs> he's your Burgess Meredith? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm a bum. You're a bum, Rock. <laughs> but uh, that's a, I, think, I think it's very important to have someone who pushes you in, in a producing level to make you realize that you can do something different and you can experiment a little bit more so you don't get, because I mean, if you, if you get too comfortable in something, then you're just, you're not really moving forward. This is true. Yeah. And, he's great. He lets me exercise all of those demons. <laughs> that's, you know, I, I think we all need someone like, like that, uh, which leads us into 2023, um, uh, releasing some material. Um, and then you put out the track big mouth, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's got that whole, um, kind of like a, a pop rock kind of feel to it. Uh, tell us about that song. Well, I actually had, um, that, that was a song that was written, you know, probably prior to any of the other songs that got released, but I was always kicking it around and I was in another band before I left Peterborough that, you know, I had brought to them and we had played it a couple of times live, but you know, that song has become kind of like the I wouldn't say the finale but it's kind of we save it towards the end of the show because so many people seem to love it and you get people Mm -hmm. dancing and it kind of feels like one of those old you know a town hall dance song and um, to be honest I wrote it about a friend whose wife left him and you know have never revealed that to him obviously and uh, I wanted to do something that I knew was just going to be some simple chords that was going to resonate with people and I really loved the the chorus the way that it goes and we i didn't have pedal steel on anything to date other than you know something that i had done years and years and years ago so i thought i wanted to kind of bridge that gap a little bit and it's funny because some people have pigeonholed that as a almost a country song which i i don't listen to country music i i love obviously the outlaws i love real country music but uh yeah that one we filmed the video that same show that we were talking about in Oshawa um, 
opening for David Wilcox, we let his management know that we were going to absolutely paint the picture that those people were there for me. Sure. They weren't. Oh. The video looks great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> video looks great. There's like, you know, five or 600 people there and uh, they loved the show. We got the video and I think it kind of translates as to, uh, you know, the, the vibe of the song. Although my wife always makes me tell people, like, tell people that this isn't about us because <laughs> the whole that, song is about somebody who's messed up. That's, and, uh, that's, uh, that's, that, yeah. that, that leads me, there was like a couple other things I want to talk about with you is like, one was what you just said right there. There's two things. Yeah. Um, whenever <laughs> you listen to music, uh, I always fall down. I always talk about this. I always fall down the, the rabbit hole of music when I hear someone, I go, Oh, well they, cause you have to describe something. It's easy to describe something. Well, you know, Matthew sounds like this, this, and this, but then in the back of my brain, the artist can always go, what is he talking about? I don't even, <laughs> you know, I don't even listen to that. Where, what, like, and then, then there's that whole anxiety thing. Like, how am I coming off to people? Like, why is, you know, why, why, where did they get this from? Um, and then the other thing you just said with your wife, just like, you have to tell people it's not about me because that's, or us, because when you write something, everyone takes it, make, they make it like it's their own. Like, oh, is he referencing me in this song? Is this, is this, what have I done to wrong this person? You know, should my life be fleshed out in front of everyone? I've even had conversations <laughs> with other artists where after the interview, they said, you know, I'm thinking, uh, how do I get all my CDs back? And I'm like, why? Because oh, I, I think I put too much out there. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, buddy, this is your creative outlet. This is it, right? So we're, yeah. so you actually say that on stage or do you have to have conversations with your wife? Like, look, I'm, this isn't, this isn't about me. This isn't about us. Some things might be because that's how I write. Yeah. I mean, she knows how great life is. <laughs> so. You know, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's more of a tongue-in-cheek thing for me just to say to, you know, a crowd, everything's okay. You know, let me give you the precursor before I sing this sad song that everything is okay. It's not about me. Right. Well, that's always yeah, good for you know, banter. Like, yeah, of course. And I, 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 listen, I mean, I'm a very, uh, I, nobody loves making fun of me more than me. So I'm totally okay with all of that. The self-deprecation is, uh. Is something I pride myself in.
which also led, leads me back to this other question I want to ask you, because, I mean, my fault, we kind of jumped right into the whole fray of some of the stuff about, you know, writing and what you have on Spotify. But when I was going back, uh, and it had more to do with how you develop as a, as a performer and vocal stylings. Uh, I'm, I'm digging through some stuff. Can you explain doses to me? Yeah, you know, doses is still just, I don't want to say in its infancy, but so doses is going to be, a, in my strong opinion, a household name, uh, you know, very soon. Um, the front man of that band is a, is a dear friend of mine by the name of Dylan Ireland, who is already kind of, you know, everybody, at least around here, uh, knows Dylan and his family. He has been a songwriter since the day is long, you know, for a two, you know, two decades under not only the Ireland brothers, but Express and Company with another dear friend, uh, Melissa Payne. And uh, his, his friend, my friend, your friend, a gentleman by the name of Colin Kennedy is kind of the, uh, the music and, and the production behind Doses. But it's just a fantastic, uh, I, I'd say a dream pop act from Peterborough that I was so uh, fortunate and blessed to be welcomed into the fray about a year ago. Um, and I was playing bass and singing, you know, backups and some synths and, right. uh, and pressing samplers and stuff with them. And to be honest, they, <laughs> they're so busy that they're getting ready to go to the States. And I, I think they're, they're getting ready to kind of make the next push for, you know, for management and a booking agent and the whole thing, like it's taking off for them and they're, probably the most fun live act that I've you know seen or been a part of to date. And yeah, they, they are just so busy that I, you know, sadly had to say like, you know, I love you guys so much that I'm going to get out of the way. So. Sure. Yeah, sure. It was, it, yeah. It was a, it was a chapter, but I, I mean, I, it's tough for me to even listen to those songs because I love them. I love them so much. They're great. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, he's I, just phenomenal. I, I brought that up just because sometimes someone has to do something different to motivate them to be creative in something that they're doing. Like we all go through those stumps in life where it's like, ah, oh, I'm in a rut, you know? And then you, you, yeah. you, you, you do something different and you go, Oh, well, this is like, this is charging me up. I really enjoying it. Did, did it sound like it had that effect on you uh, with your own music? Did it not? Or am I just reaching and being too assuming here? No, not, not at all. In fact, I mean, I'm still inspired just when I see their drive. They're the hardest, like, I mean, honestly, they're, they're probably in the studio right now. They're just the hardest working dudes that I know. And uh, they're, they're uh, yeah, I mean, they continue to inspire and empower. And I think that it, it's, it would be tough to imagine that it didn't translate into something that I'm doing right now, if anything, just to give me the confidence that I was welcomed in. I mean, those are guys that I look up to. I put them on the shelf and to get that call one day mm -hmm. was really special. And uh, yeah, I think that it's just kind of my, and my kids love them. <laughs> you know, <and> that's, <laughs> that's another big thing. Every time we come home that, you know, how's Dylan, you know, there <laughs> how, you go. how is everyone, you know, my kids love them and they wear the t-shirts even right now. So it's great. That's hilarious. That's uh, the, it's, it's always nice that you have the backing of everyone in, cause you just, you said earlier, it's, it's, it's kind of a tight knit circle that you have working with you on things from, from your father to uh, your family and friends as gatekeepers. And I guess even your kids as well. Uh, the latest Absolutely. thing though, that uh, leads us into is a uh, family man, which is, you know, after making that comment and having this chat with you, uh, tell us about the song family man. Yeah. You know, family man was kind of another one of those extensions of the time that we've had to spend alone. And um, again, not, I mean, there's obviously a little bit of me in that song just because of not only the, you know, the sentiment of being a family man, but I just know a lot of people that have had a, a really rough time lately and kind of the vulnerability of having to be responsible for other people and knowing that life isn't always a cakewalk. And um, yeah, that one kind of just fell out while I was sitting at my piano one day and it kind of resonated with, uh, you know, not only with, with the guys in the band, but a couple of the people that I played it for. And I thought, you know, maybe this one is, it's time to put out, a, you know, a ballad that's still upbeat. I, I, I removed the guitar solo. I didn't want a guitar solo on it. And my dad plays a little bit of brass and Mike, the producer plays trumpet on it. My, my dad's blowing a trombone on it. And 
just wanted to take things from a different angle and i think it's worked out really well i mean it's got the best numbers right now and mm -hmm. um without <laughs> bringing up other radio stations you know it's, it's being played right now on the air and um i'm i'm kind of surprised at the at the reaction it's been really positive hold on a sec you don't have to worry about other radio stations with me if your stuff is getting played on and that's an old radio thing you never mentioned the blah 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 you mention it you go right ahead because there's yeah, I mean, it's just peanuts folks we're, we're fighting over peanuts here so yeah, if your yeah, stuff is getting played on yeah. other radio stations that's awesome you know yeah it's it's kind of the first first time that it's happened um you know as far as my music career is has been with this project so i'm i'm super grateful it's really great hey uh thanks for uh taking the time to have this chit chat with us here on uh, steel city music uh you mentioned this ain't hollywood which is a, a venue that's been closed for two years now in hamilton when do you uh when do you think you're gonna see if you can come down um the Hamilton way or Toronto way. I think I just read that you're actually doing an Elliot Smith tribute night coming up. Are you not at the Cameron house? Yeah, that's October 19th. Okay. Uh, it's celebrating, you know, 20 years since we lost Elliot. He is, you know, kind of the reason that I play music. I got to see him three times. I have his tattoo that he had on his arm, on my arm. I've always just, yeah, it's been a common bond between a lot of artists and friends. And uh, I thought let's raise a few bucks for a, for a charity and throw a show so we're going to do an Elliot nice. Smith tribute night at the Cameron House that's happening October 19th um, and before that on uh, I guess it's uh, the week before that I believe the date I'm going to get this wrong but it's October 6th I believe I'm at the Dakota and uh, Cassie Noble is playing that show with me uh, actually who you brought up earlier so. hilarious and uh, another band by the name of the Grey Swans and then September 23rd, uh, a wonderful festival in Oshawa called Convergence. Um, and we're, we're playing just before the Strombellas. And uh, some other stuff that I can't quite announce yet. But yeah, there's things happening for sure. So I would love to uh, come to Hamilton too. That would be a wonderful, uh, a wonderful trip for us. I've never been that way, you know, to play music myself. So. Hey, Matthew, thanks for uh, taking the time to have the chat on uh, Steel City Music, buddy. Jamie, it's been an honor. Thank you so much. Hey, this is Matthew Holfe, and this is our latest single. It's called Family Man, right here on Steel City Music. I think we all thought that we did the right thing, but it didn't turn out that way. It's been heavy and we're starting to break, but I hope you'll... Game. 
City Music.